another real-world road test from RadioLeMond.com. Check out more at RadioLeMond.com. Hello, everybody. This is John Hindhoff, and it's time for another one of our real-world road tests. I'm sitting outside of Hindhoff Towers. There's a car that we're going to drive for probably the last time before it goes back to the manufacturer. And it's uh, not just another one of the cars that come and go from around here. This has been a part of the Hindhoff Transport for a good eight months now. It's our long-term Audi A3 Cabriolet. Now, the A3's been around a long time, and I was out on the launch of the Cabriolet, and the thing that impresses me about this car right from the very start was the fact that it looked like it had always been designed as a cabriolet and that was far from the truth uh, the idea to make this car into a ragtop came quite late in the car's development cycle but my goodness me uh, it's been done very sympathetically to the car shape and sitting as it is here in the metallic Audi silver with the black uh, black hood um, it looks almost like a coupe version of the A3 shape that's become very familiar to us on the roads over the last few years. If we start round here at the, the front of the car and uh, give you an idea about one or two of the features of the car, well, the A3's been around, as I say, for quite some time, but that hasn't stopped Audi from making changes to it, and the front end of this car uh, is very much in tune with the current the rest of the current Audi range it has the uh, extended front splitter at the front uh, and then underneath right at the front there it has the uh, trapezoidal grille with the uh, four rings of Audi on the front with the registration plate right in the middle of that the headlights well on this S-line model that means you get the uh, now Getting used to them, I suppose, seeing them so much on other cars, but uh, Audi, remember, that made these LED daytime running lights so popular. Uh, this car as well gets uh, Xenons with uh, terrain-following headlights. They turn much as the old 1960 Citroen uh, DS19 did, turns with the uh, steering wheel up to uh, about 10 or 15 miles an hour. I like the front end. I like what Audi have done to the front end of this car. The treatment is very aggressive. And although this is a small car, this car certainly does have presence on the road. And whilst it's not the most modern of designs for this middle sector, there's certainly a premium look to the car exactly, of course, of what Audi would like. Coming down through the side of the car, well, multi-spoke alloy wheels as befits the more sportier a variant of the A3 uh, the door mirrors with uh, integrated repeater indicators uh, pillarless doors here the glass just sitting up there on its own and when you close the door open the door it slides down or opens up just a little bit like this there you go probably heard that and of course the being a cabriolet, only the two doors. And I have to say, I've always thought that the A3 looked better in the two-door, guys. I am uh, i wouldn't say that I'm not a fan of the A3 Sportback, the sort of semi-hatchback-come-half-estate sort of car that Audi have. But I just don't think the proportions are quite as good as the three-door. And obviously, that was a, a, an, obvious, uh, an obvious base for this car. 
Now, where most cabriolets fall down is they look great and they are very stylish, but in everyday use, let's be honest, they're pretty impractical. Well, how does the Audi stack up with that? Well, the first thing is with this vinyl cloth roof, it means that it doesn't take up a lot of space, unlike so many of the metal folding roofs that are very clever and very complicated as well on the new batch of, of cabriolets and even small cabriolets. It does tend to mean that you're left with no boot space. The good news is with this Audi, because of the fact that it is a proper old-fashioned pram top, a rag top that's used, you get what can only be described as a very, very big boot. Now, I will say that on the downside, although the boot lid opens up almost vertically here, that the entry to the boot is quite narrow, not exactly like a post box, but you could get a TV in there, for example. Well, I suppose you get a flat screen in. But it goes back, look, a very, very long way, and the back seats fold down as well. And I can tell you that we moved house with this as our only car. And uh, as Eve reminded me when we were talking about what we would say about this car for the uh, end of its loan to us review, he said, just remember how much stuff it took when we popped down the back seats. And of course, the advantage with it having a soft top is if you fold the soft top down, it becomes a bit like a very luxury and well-appointed, very luxurious and well-appointed skip because you can just keep piling stuff in because there's no roof and then the roof goes up around it um let's uh, talk about those back seats now normally i would climb in behind myself on this uh, from this front seat area to sit in the back i'm not going to do that now because i've actually got the wind deflector in there at the moment i'll talk more about that later but i have sat in the back of this car when it's been uh, driven by eve and we've had four people it is a capable four-seater i'm not saying i'd like to drive the length of the country sitting in the back but Certainly with the roof up, this is no worse a ride uh, in the back seats than you would get in many other of its competitors that are a full-time hardtop. I would say that when the roof is down and you're sitting in the back, really anything above about 50 miles an hour is going to get uncomfortable for backseat passengers and you really can't take part in any of the conversations that are going on in the front seat. Not so, however, when the roof is up. Because when you sit in here and get yourself comfortable in what is a very Audi interior, exactly as you'd expect, driving along in this car with the roof up, there are few, if any, compromises over the full-time hard-top version of the car. Um, I'm very impressed with this double insulation that Audi have built into the roof and the roof itself is uh, a masterpiece an absolute masterpiece if i click the ignition on and then just uh pull the uh pull the roof through we'll just start the engine up to get that to work and uh start counting as i uh pull the button and let this go And in fact, I can't do that at the moment because, and don't you just love it when this happens, when I slammed the boot, I didn't get it down properly. So let's quickly jump out, push the boot down properly, which it's telling me 
on the dashboard that it is in fact not shut but now it is there we go don't you just love it when these things go wrong on you when you're doing your test operator error there though it has to be said nothing to do with the audi so sitting inside the car very very comfortable indeed and if we just uh, put the ignition on and push the button for the roof there it goes now it's a one touch operation there's no need to unfasten anything from the header rail and it's down up goes the side windows again and there's the ding to tell me it's all done the other thing i really like is this button here which drops all four of the side windows at once now if you get caught in bad weather and you think you want to get the roof up again well it goes down very quickly and one of the things that i love about this car is you can actually put the roof up while you're going at least to around about 20 kilometers an hour just over 10 miles an hour and up and over comes the roof clicks onto the head of the rail all done up goes the windows and we're perfectly insulated again as I said, the interior will hold no great horrors for anyone who is acquainted with Audi, uh, dominated, of course, by the uh, very excellent version of their MMI multimedia interface. This is an iteration or two behind some of the other cars because it's uh, all contained in the centre console rather than having the MMI control down um, behind the gear lever. This is all up on the dashboard uh, and it's got a, a slightly earlier version of the software. You can't knock the satellite navigation. It's very good indeed. Sound quality from the Bose speakers are great and as an additional optional extra, you can plug your iPod or other MP3 player in there. There is a, a kit from Audi that comes with a number of different connections on and you plug it into the Audi Music Interface as it's called and control everything from here on the dash or indeed from the multifunction steering wheel which has just enough of controls on it to keep you going without confusing you too much. You can control the audio, uh, the radio stations, uh, volume up and down etc. There's two stalks on the left hand side which are indicators, lamp flash, full beam and cruise control and on the right it's window wash wipe etc now before we go and uh, drive this car i've um, got to tell you a little bit about the drive train it's uh, another great version of the two liter four cylinder diesel engine that audi and the volkswagen audi group have become so good at over the last few years this one putting out only and i say only 140 horsepower there is a 170 horsepower version of this engine as well and i have to say i was somewhat disappointed when this car turned up that it would be all show and no go it's been far from that as i'll tell you once we get on the road this engine is mated to the very clever six speed double clutch a double shift gearbox, DSG gearbox that uh, Audi have again perfected over the last few years. It has a fully automatic mode or you can shift via these very nice and tactile paddles either side of the steering wheel. Another manufacturers, please take note. Two great things about this. It's right 
paddle for up, left paddle for down. Makes perfect sense to me. And when you turn the steering wheels, the paddles move. So that if you are wanting to snatch a gear coming out of a corner uh, and kill a bit of wheel spin or drop down an extra gear as you're turning in, it's all doable. You don't have to worry about where your hands are on the steering wheel or how far you round and sort of think about where that left or right paddle is. It's always under the fingertips. Right, well, the rest of the interior, pretty much as you'd expect for Audi, double climate control, which has a very nice feature that when you put the roof down, um, and normally you might want to change the air conditioning or the heat settings, next time you put the, the roof down, it remembers where you put it to, which I think is a smashing uh, and really clever uh, little, just a little one of those touches that you just make or break a car. Um, Standard handbrake down here to the left-hand side here. This being a UK spec car. And basically everything you'd expect um, in an Audi, including um, the almost ubiquitous now for convertibles. And why didn't we have them years ago? Heated seats. Electrically adjustable and heated mirrors. Uh, all four windows are electric with that single touch switch, which I really like. And... Um, well, there you are. Now, some people do say that the interiors of Audi's are a little bit dull. I have to say, I like dark-coloured interiors. The accents here on the round and very TT-like air intakes or air, uh, ex, uh, air blowers, rather, uh, do lighten it up a little bit. And there's a little bit of uh, brushed aluminium around the gear lever and on the glove box as well as around the door handles. That brightens it up a bit, but... You know what? I quite like dark interiors in cars. It makes for much uh, less reflections, far fewer reflections on the windows, etc. And uh, I just think it's easy to keep clean as well. However, as I said, this car's not all about style. It is about how it drives on the road, and that's what we'll be doing next in the Audi A3 2-litre diesel Sport, or S-Line, should I say, and it is the Cabriolet. RadioLamont.com Real World Road Tests Well, here we are then, out on the road in the Audi A3 Cabriolet. This is the S-Line, the more sporty version, and it is the diesel. Don't let yourself be put off by that. Uh, over the last few years, Audi Volkswagen Audi Group have made a pretty good fist of making diesels sexy and sporty. And on the road, this 140 brake horsepower version of the 2-litre four-cylinder turbocharged TDI engine is a real gem. We've had this car something like uh, eight months now, clocked up uh, a little over 12,000 miles. And really a car like this you know you look at it and think yeah it's all right for a little run around but surely not much more than that well you'd be very wrong and you'd be underestimating the a3 if that's what you thought uh, the car's twice uh, been down to portugal and uh, down to portimao uh, it's uh, done a lot of running around in europe and most recently on special assignment for midweek motorsport 
I did uh, pretty much the sharp end of 400 miles in a day in this car up and back to Leeds to visit ironically United Autosport who run Audis in the FIA GT3 Championship and in as I say almost 400 miles of running mostly on motorways in fairness uh, averaged uh, around about the 65 to 70 miles an hour the speed limit here in the UK and an astonishing 55 miles to the gallon and I can tell you that on our return trip to Portugal a distance of over 3,000 miles uh, at again the same sort of average speed well over 50 miles to the gallon again the average on regular diesel fuel now for those of you outside of the UK who still think diesels are rattly and smoky and only for tractors and boats well you couldn't be further uh, from the truth here with this Audi what I love about this engine is it's perfectly mated to this DSG gearbox. Now, at the moment, we're on country roads around Hindoff Towers, and there's a little bit of noise coming up from the low-profile tyres and the uh, bigger wheels on this S-Line version. But the diesel, 140 horsepower, but you'd think there was probably maybe 50 or 60 more horsepower because of the torque that you just have in great gobs from virtually zero revs and if you want to be lazy and just drive the car in D, in drive then although this is not a traditional automatic gearbox it does have cogs well it's quite happy doing that be a little more sporty in your driving and you can shift on the paddles perfectly placed behind your hands on the steering wheel left and right and all of a sudden this little car really does pick up its skirts and run for the hills let's just click it down a gear there now remember that's a diesel engine that's a two litre four cylinder diesel engine and it actually sounds quite sporty the noise is not too intrusive inside but for what looks to be, let's be honest, a bit of a poseur's car, well, I can tell you that this A3 Audi Cabriolet diesel has embarrassed far more powerful, far more expensive, and cars with far more sporting ambition and pretension uh, than itself on uh, not only runs backwards and forwards over the country lanes around Hydeoff Towers but on some uh, interesting and twisty roads around Northamptonshire and further afield. Now I mentioned before how much I thought the that Audi had got it so right with the rag top on this car and here at speed sitting at uh, just over 60 miles an hour on uh, as I say not one of the greatest of roads around uh, the Northamptonshire area with a bit of noise on it we're getting some road noise but there's absolutely no wind noise at all and this double skinned hood that Audi have put together is remarkable even at three figure speeds on de-restricted de roads in Europe I've been terribly impressed uh, with the car at speed and just the refinement that this little A3 produces 
I've really taken to it in the uh, the 12,000 or so miles that we've put on the car in the last eight months. And both Eve and I um, have made this car really our daily driver. And whether it's nipping down the supermarket just to stock up on a few everyday items or literally driving to the other end of Europe, this is a car that has never, ever disappointed. And the great thing is as well, of course, that even with the vagaries of British weather, you can just touch one button and there is the hood going down. The windows come up. I've uh, just popped up the wind deflector on the back, which uh, is an absolute boon. It fits over the back seats. And when there's only two of you, it almost sort of makes the back seats another storage area. And now again, we're doing 60 miles an hour. And I'm sure you can hear a little bit of wind noise, but that's with the roof down. Uh, the temperature is into single figures in centigrade, but the excellent heater and blower system through the air vents, these beautiful round air vents that are so reminiscent of the first Audi, the original Audi TT, along, by the way, with the sort of flying buttresses of the centre console. They just keep you warm. I've got the heated seat turned up to number two of six, and I'm on the local dual carriageway now at legal motorway speeds. Let's click in the cruise control and... Frankly, there's been very few journeys in this car where we haven't had the roof down for some or part, some or all of the journey. And it's been really useful to have the roof down and we've used it much more than we thought we would. And in that respect, I'll be really sorry to see this A3 go. The question is, of course, can you live with it? Now, for Eve and I, uh, just the two of us occasionally taking backseat passengers then yes we can it certainly would be very practical as a second or third car if you had a family and just wanted a little run around that was a little bit different from the norm but I would say buyer beware it isn't a cheap car the A3 is a premium model in this uh, sector of, of medium sized uh, cars and the Cabriolet obviously carries a premium and you get carried away with the options list you could easily be looking at spending 28 to 30 thousand pounds on this car which for what it is perhaps is a little bit maybe on the pricey side but what you can't fault is the build quality here's a car that's got 12,000 miles on it there's not a hint of scuttle shake and by that I mean round the edges of the uh, of the windscreen or any kind of vibration in the floor. Audi have clearly learned from doing the very clever reinforcement of the chassis down the sills on the TT and that technology has carried over onto the A3 Cabriolet and what they've come up with is what is quite a taut car without ever being too crashy on the roads, a car that's responsive and despite what some people might think of as a slightly underpowered 140 brake horsepower diesel engine, I think it's very engaging to drive. And coming down from an A6 as we did into this car, it was very noticeable that this A3 um, is, well, I can only call it more chuckable, if that makes sense. You can really 
lean on it through corners, through roundabouts, through long sweepers. And you always feel as though the car is asking you, go on, push a bit harder. The suspension, as I say, firm, sporty in nature without being harsh and rattling the fillings out of your teeth. And the whole experience just seems so well put together. And I come back to what I said right at the beginning. It is hard to believe that this A3 was never designed as a cabriolet right from the outset. That this was a project taken on relatively late in the car's life. But Audi have just got it so right. And in what is a burgeoning sector for premium and quality small to medium-sized cars and particularly small to medium-sized convertibles. How do you've got a winner on their hands here? I thought it when we went to the test originally when the car was launched, what, some 18 months or so ago out in the south of France. And what living with the car on a day-to-day basis has proved to me that it is practical. It can be a four-seater. You can do your shopping and go on holiday in the car. You can cruise around and get 55 miles to the gallon with it on a long run. And you can have a bit of fun when you want to push on. And what's more, and I think this is absolutely key, it's easy to get the roof down and you don't feel self-conscious. I've got the side windows up here. I've got the wind deflector up behind me. And it's easy to do. It's not like you know you're going to break all your nails or scratch your fingers or have to spend half an hour to put the hood back on when you get back home again. It's just easy. And it really brings open-air motoring back within the reach of so many more people to the point where even on a relatively cold autumn evening, I've got the top down now and would be happy to drive several hundred miles with it in this configuration. And indeed, we have done. So the Audi A3, clearly a very competent car. It's been around for a while, but it still has that solid look about it. The Cabriolet, in styling, hasn't lost anything of its premium quality looks. And the Cabriolet, to me, looks very pretty with the top down, it folds completely flat behind the back seats. Another advantage of having a rag top. Practical? Well, yes, it's got a pretty much a full-size boot. It's got four seats, which are four adult seats. And economical to run, as well as being quite entertaining to drive. The steering, brakes and suspension all perfectly weighted. So... Just, I suppose, the question for you is, could you have a little convertible in your life? Because if that's a question you're going to answer yes to, you could do a lot worse than the Audi A3, and especially with this super diesel engine. I'm really going to miss this car. It's become part of the family in the last eight months that we've had it. And it's just one of those things that you just get a feeling with a car... And I have to put my hand up and say that when the car first arrived, I didn't think I would get on with it at all. And I was quite prepared to let Eve drive it. Because, dare I say, in a very sexist and possibly misogynist manner, that I thought this was a bit of a girl's car. 
Um, far from it. I'm, I've been impressed with it. I enjoy driving it. I don't feel stupid driving it. I actually smile when I'm driving it, and it actually provokes a lot of very positive response from people who see it. I would look at it very, very seriously if you're in the market for this, particularly the, the second-hand cars, although they do tend to uh, hold their price pre-owned very strongly. As a new car, watch out for the options because you could find yourself spending a little more money than you wanted to but as an overall package there's very little out there that can come anywhere near it and this car will be a sad loss from Hindhoff Towers when the very nice man from Audi brings me a new set of keys in the morning. I'm going to stop the recorder now but you know what I'm going to take it out round the block again because I just remembered how much I enjoyed driving this Audi A3 Cabriolet 140 brake horsepower 2 litre TDI. This program is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, go to www.radiolamont.com. Radio Show Limited. We talk to the world.